We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to, to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know... I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest. And then the final event, the Behind the Bangs Writing Workshop. I finally did it, put it together, put together this workshop because I wrote this book in many ways for younger me. And younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught. I wanted the gyms. I wanted I wanted the knowledge. I wanted the education. That's what I would have wanted. So I've decided I'm doing it. And in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn. 15 years. In my 15-year career as a TV writer and author and blah, 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 all the other things I've written, there are six things that I always use, and all of those are in this workshop. So if you have an interest in writing, sign up. All the ticket links are live today. Click the show notes. Click my Instagram. We are coming to a city near you, and there's going to be some meet and greets. I'll sign some copies of books. We'll give out more books, and I have uh, some pieces of merch that I'm taking on the road, and I'm going to give them out at the shows. Hello and welcome to the big, huge, very important, somewhat medium-sized big announcement, the big podcast announcement, which I'm sure you have already guessed what it is from the new music and the new podcast art. We have rebranded. And with that comes so much more. Okay, so on the day this comes out, we will almost be at the three-year anniversary of recording this podcast, which before the podcast began three years ago, eight months before that, I had launched it. So, uh, you know, we've been we've been going at it. And the three-year anniversary seemed like the perfect time to make a big change that I have been thinking about for a while which is that I have changed the name of this podcast from Celebrity Book Club to Glamorous Trash with Chelsea DeMontes. Now, this next part is important and I'm sure you're curious, so let's get to it. Nothing about the podcast content is changing, nothing. We are still gonna do three celebrity memoir book club recaps a month, just like normal. I will still drop glamorous trash talk, pop culture, and non-celebrity memoir episodes in addition to all the book episodes. Everything is still free. Our Patreon is still available for bonus episodes and ad-free listening and the live once-a-month Zoom book club, which is really where you just listen to the episodes and then, and then book club about them, which happens once a month. So the only thing that changed about the podcast as of today is the name, the art, the music, 
you know, also the color palette. It is truly, it is truly the hot girl makeover scene, you know, where she gets like a perm and a mini skirt, but she's still the same girl on the inside. Um, I think I'm just describing the, the makeover scene in, in Clueless. Let's do a makeover. <gasps> no. No. Oh, come on, let us. Cher's main thrill in life is a makeover, okay? It gives her a sense of control in a world full of chaos. Please. So here is where the name Glamorous Trash came from. Glamorous Trash is all about going high and low at the same time. Glamorous and trash. It's going to the library to read a People magazine, okay? It's ordering a side of ranch and a side of aioli. It is a podcast about trashy celebrity memoirs that luxuriates in all the hot goss while deconstructing the systems that allowed us to call these books trash in the first place. My new tagline, maybe, for this podcast is, if you've referenced Mariah Carey in therapy, then this is the podcast for you. Now listen, just like every hot girl makeover has her prom, we are doing a glamorous trash party on October 6th in Los Angeles. I completely revamped and redid our live show format this summer. So the shows were always good. I was experimenting. I was kind of finding what I wanted to do. I've only done a few of them. And now I have something that I've put together, a spectacle like no other. I wanted something that is just like, listen, being at home on your couch is just so nice. If you're going to leave your couch, it's got to be like a 10-10 home run, in my opinion. So I put together a show that to me is that And this is going to be a big spectacle. It's going to be a little sneak peek, a little amuse-bouche for what is to come with my book tour next summer, where I hope to be coming to a city you're in, you, wherever you're listening from. If you're like, oh my God, I hope there's a tour here, me too. And we're planning it right now. But for October, the show is in Los Angeles and the dress code is Glamorous Trash Sharewear. So dress up in your most glamorously trashy share-inspired wear, which gives you a hint of what the theme of the show will be it's share. Okay. And we're also going to have a catwalk for people who want to show off their outfits. We did this, um, for the first time in Chicago. It was so fun. And the winner is going to get a huge prize. Tickets go up for sale to the show on Friday. Members of the Patreon will get the ticket link even earlier. So if you want early access, join the Patreon. And then I'm not done. Obviously we got to celebrate a lot. We have merch. I mean, I am overwhelmed at how bespoke this merch is. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should because you're going to see the merch videos. It is gorgeous and features our new art by Alana Vanacore, who also made me like a custom family crest for the wedding. I'm obsessed with her artwork. We have been working on this rebrand for so, so long. And when I say we, I'm going to talk about the team later in the episode because it's been, (laughs) oh my God, it's been so much work. Um, and it's been, it's been exciting. It's, It's been on my mind to do this since I launched my newsletter, which I have always called Glamorous Trash, and I launched that a year and a half ago. And in order to pull off the rebrand, a lot has been happening behind the scenes. So a lot is coming, but that is the basics. So there it is. We changed the name and your content stays the same. Now, stick around if you want to hear me talk about the juice behind why I rebranded and why I chose this name. And um, I'm also going to talk about all the personal stories behind these almost four years, three years technically of making this podcast. So stick around if you want to hear it. (laughs) 
Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Balasai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I started this podcast because I have been obsessed with memoirs my entire life. And I can't believe it, but I got to write my own. And it comes out on June 4th, and you can order it right now. The book, you know, I was asked to describe it, and I said, it is an absolutely harrowing, traumatic memoir, but funny. So if that sounds good to you, order it. Let me give you some topics that are in this memoir. A female best friendship breakup. How I got my break into Hollywood. When I found out my dad was not my real dad. The time I dated a magician. Are those last two related? Who's to say? Read the book. Growing up in Utah. Growing up around cults. How I got into therapy. Listen, I could keep going. Each chapter title is a different woman's name in my life. Some are heroes. Some are motherfucking villains. But you know what? A villain and a hero, what are both of those things? A leading role. And we do love women in our leading roles. So pre-order the book. It matters a lot. I linked everywhere that you can buy it in the show notes, but you know, go anywhere. Also, I am reading the audiobook personally. So I'm personally narrating it. So if you like this podcast, get my longest podcast ever. And the audiobook is also available for pre-sale everywhere you get audiobooks. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You are the reason I got to write a memoir. So thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh, that music. I love it. I know you know how much I love this song and how much it means to me. And I am thrilled to say that if you listen to our outros, ever since going independent, I have shouted out our sound engineer, DJ Bouncy House, in the credits for helping us make the podcast sound so great. Because sometimes people think they recorded and they didn't. Or they recorded next to a washing machine the whole time for some reason. And DJ Bouncy House has fixed the audio and made it perfect every time. And obviously, DJ Bouncy House is a pseudonym because here's why. I am a double Taurus, okay? So I'm a loyal, loyal gal. And when I left my podcast network, I begged our incredible sound engineer, Marcus Hom, to stay on and work with me. And since that network is no more... I am thrilled to bring Marcus out of the shadows and introduce him to you because he also composed our intro music. And, you know, I sent him some things of what I would want and I only sent him like what one little email. And because he's been editing and, and engineering this podcast for so long, he sent me back the music we were like destined to have. And now I will be saying thank you to sound engineer Marcus Hom. So I'm going to tell you the story of how the podcast got started. If you already know that story, you've heard me tell it, then skip ahead four minutes. Here it is. I was on a girl's trip 
with my main text thread and everyone in this text thread, um, it's a group of women and they're all showrunners or head writers. And so it was really hard to find time for us all to take a trip together because we all have these different TV shows we're going on. And so the only day we found free, we planned it two years in advance. So in 2018, we were like, let's hang out on Valentine's day, 2020. So if you're keeping count, uh, this is like three weeks before the pandemic starts. Since we all had no free time and this was our only weekend, we all agreed we would like nap and lounge and, and rest and read books and stuff like that. So everyone was napping and I was still in the hot tub. I had a tiara on my head because I'm actually not sure. Someone must have brought them and I kept it on. I was drinking Spindrift and vodka. I do remember that. Um, it is also in the the photos captured of me in the hot tub. And I cracked open Jessica Simpson's memoir, which I'd had on pre-order. Something about the girls' trip and the hot tub, just cooking up the vodka in my system, made me decide to start posting excerpts and quotes from her book on my Instagram stories. And I remember in that moment, it was because I was reading it like, oh my God, this is so good. Like I. Like, this is better than people have probably assumed this memoir is. It had come out in like late January, which is not usually a hot book month. And I just felt like the people gotta know. Like they gotta know how good this book is. I had, before that moment, somewhat hidden my obsession with celebrity memoirs because I am a comedian or a female comedian, as people like to say. And it's, you know, it's still a majority male profession in many ways. It, you know, really was when I was starting out and I had sort of fallen prey to thinking some of my more girly or quote unquote trashy interests took away cool points from the male comedians who were in charge of everything and budgets and I needed them to hire me. So it was something I sort of kept to myself and my friends. But the responses I got to my Instagram story that day were either like, oh my God, I also love celebrity memoirs. And yes, this book is so good. Or it was, wow, I had no idea these memoirs could have anything good in them, which was, you know, it's, kind of, it's like this horrifying response because I love these books. I've loved them since I was a teenager. So it's just like, oh, how could you think that about these books? I mean, listen, some of them are bad, but some of them are good. So that night I sent my manager and producing partner, Jordan Moncada, a two sentence email. <laughs> it said, happy Valentine's day. I just got an idea for a podcast. Ugh, a podcast, I know. And I think I'd put like a sad emoji next to it. So four days later, the pitch pages for Celebrity Book Club were sent out and it sold immediately because when I was posting it on my Instagram, a bunch of people started following me and a few producers who we went out to had already seen it on my Instagram stories. So by the way, a long time ago, I actually made a blog post on my website with all the screenshots of the messages I sent, the Instagram posts, the first time I put it on Instagram, like the first time we announced the podcast, all the socials. You can see that all if you want to. Everything that happened way back in February 2020, I will link it in the show notes. So the podcast sells and two weeks later, the pandemic started. And between learning to live a new life in quarantine, and podcast networks taking absolutely forever with legal paperwork and setting dates. And I had already had representation as a TV writer. So I had gone through reps for the whole process and the teaser didn't drop till seven months after officially selling the podcast, which at the time 
didn't bother me because I was also working a ton. At the time of the Valentine's Day trip, I was working on a show called Bless This Mess with Liz Merriweather for two seasons. Um, then I immediately began working on Girls 5 Eva in the pandemic, which was a dream. And it was all over Zoom. As we were in pandemic and, you know, we were quarantined and stuck at home, I luckily my job can be done at home. So I sold a movie I wrote about my mother-in-law, which we actually talked about on the Viola Davis episode because she's my guest. And then in March, I was supposed to be at South by Southwest showing my short film, which is called Basic. So I never ended up going um, to the festival because it was canceled. And then I spent a year turning my short film into a feature film. And then I had also sold a show to CBS about my mom and I and our adventures in the Southwest. So I was, I was really like just trying to write my way through everything going on and I couldn't really focus on the podcast anyway. So it's kind of like a side hobby, but I kept running the book club on my Instagram the whole time. So in my Instagram stories, I must've recapped like 12 more books. I did a live podcast episode from my bathtub. I did a few of them a truly, a truly terrible idea. And, you know, so it was blowing up on social media and then it was really helping me stay sane to like talk about the books and like honestly start the whole thing that we do now, which is like a digital book club. So in July, my good friends, Danielle and Casey at Bitch Sesh, just, you know, the best podcast, they had me on to announce that my show was going to be coming out soon. And we did a mini book club segment on their podcast. I think we did Nene Leaks and... Wow. I know we did three books and the only one I can remember is Nene Leaks. Well, okay. So then finally our teaser, you know, so we, we started recording a bunch of episodes. So we were, we were recording, 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 kind of waiting to debut. And they launched our teaser episode on September 28th. And then the first episode was supposed to be Mariah Carey because her book came out in October, but it ended up being Jessica Simpson. Somehow very soon after that, Apple Podcasts, like the company Apple, found my podcast, which only had like five episodes. And they named me their very first spotlight pick and featured us on the Apple Podcasts app. And they did a bunch of social media for me in January, which really helped build a listenership. And then the podcast continued for one more year, just like that, until some sort of drama happened. And honestly, I would tell you, but I, tr I can't even fully get my hands on what it is. And when I know I'll probably share it on the Patreon, but I started to notice like something was happening at the network. Now, again, everything was over zoom. I've always been in LA. I've never recorded in person. And so the way I was like figuring out something was happening at the network was through like emails and it's very odd. And obviously the network, you know, it was bought by someone else and now it's no more. So I wasn't wrong that something was happening. And I had the feeling of like, we gotta go. <laughs> and so at that time I had just left girls five Eva. I wrote on that show for season one. I was supposed to go back for season two. And I left to be the head writer for the problem with Jon Stewart, which obviously that took up all my time. Like all TV shows are hard to write on, but that, that particular job took up every second. On top of that, I had just sold my own memoir in large part due to this podcast and how I had shared my own life story in those earlier episodes. And then, <laughs> I can't believe there's more. I was also getting married that year. I was planning a wedding. So, you know, saying this all back is just like, wow, thank God I'm in therapy. 
But I say all this to say that when the network I was with started to crumble, I was actually thinking maybe I should end the podcast. Like maybe I was just like too busy and it was a sign. But at the same time, the show had become so important to me emotionally, which should you have an emotional attachment to your podcast? I don't know. Probably not, but I do. It's really been this like massive thing in my life and especially the community around it. And so Thankfully, my producing partner, Jordan, convinced me to get a Patreon and decided we would do all of the production and logistics ourselves. And she introduced me to our amazing independent podcast producer, Kate Downey, who took over all of the producing of the podcast um, of like, you know, everything that, that the network was doing. But it meant that I had to fund it and run it and schedule it and do all that stuff. I'm not going to lie. I really, really resisted starting a Patreon because essentially you're asking for people to financially give you money in exchange for the art you're producing, which I'm okay. I like the art part, but the asking for money part is like coming from my background that just like hit a real, I don't know if it's wound, but I was just sort of like, I can't, I feel like I have survived and possibly at times in an unhealthy way survived by really being able to do everything for myself. I cleaned houses when I was 11 years old. Then I just had so many jobs after that. Waitress, barista, everything until I was 24 years old. And then I began making my living solely as a comedian. And I made my living and paid my rent solely from working in entertainment and being a comedian since I was 24 years old, which holy shit. I look back on that. I am so proud of myself. It's so funny to look back and be so proud of it because at the time, I just remember feeling so behind. Like, I'm, I'm so late at everything. I'm not where everyone else is. It was never enough. I kind of always felt like I got my start, always like behind my peers who like knew about everything before me. And in retrospect, I'm just like, wow, I pulled off something very hard. And I wish I'd been nicer to myself and soaked it up more. But that's not what we're talking about. So when it came time to make a Patreon... I had issues where I was like, I just want the podcast to be free, really just to make sure that the podcast stayed accessible so that if younger me wanted to be a part of this community but didn't have the funds, there would be a way that I could do it. And so that is always what I've held to. I've always had a pay what you can option available, even though everyone at Patreon heavily advised me against it. And then here's the twist. Going independent was the best thing I ever did. I told myself that enough people joined over the course of two months, I would continue making the podcast and enough people joined in a day that I knew I would continue. I hit my goal immediately, which was just the goal to cover the expenses of making it just so that we would break even. That was the goal. And breaking even was a big goal because I cannot do this alone. You just heard me list a thousand things I'm up to. And so Kate, our podcast producer does so much. Marcus Hom, who is just the audio God. Jordan, who has been there with me in my career, um, in every aspect of my career, and my assistant, Jaren, now, who came on later. And this is the craziest fact. The podcast does so much better now than it ever did on a network. And I want to share that because I think some people who have podcasts or want to start podcasts might be listening. And I think you always think like, oh, I have to go to a network. That's what I thought when I started this. If I could go back and redo anything, even though I love, love, love my producers on the network, I love them so much. If I could go back, I wouldn't go through the network process just because it slowed me down those first eight months so much. 
So going to Patreon was the first time I ever made a single cent doing this, despite the first year of the podcast being so successful. It was so successful and I saw none of it. Like all the ads that we sold just like went back to the network, which probably had to do something with the type of contract I signed in the pandemic, which was, you know, we don't need to get into that, but I knew what I was signing and I was like, I just want to do it for fun. I don't care, which was fine. So as we've made money, I have actually only put the money back into the podcast. I've also never run ads. I held off on running ads until what? We went on a writer's strike this summer and I had no job. And I have been in the privileged position of being a TV writer. But when we went on strike, which was necessary and we had to, I started accepting our first ads. And then I made sure the Patreon members always get ad-free episodes. And now after three years, I am actually gonna try and turn this show into something much more and much bigger, something that can exist for me to make all the kind of art I want to make and empower other people to make the art that they want to make. And so that's what we're working on right now. I'm working on it with everyone at the podcast and my manager and producing partner, Jordan, who is actually going to come on this month. You're going to hear from her. We're covering the book Glossy, which is the story of Glossier uh, or Glossier, you know, who's to say it's like kind of like how that business came to be. She's going to be my guest. And we're going to also talk about what she has been building with me for so long. Now back to the podcast story. Anyone who listened to the early episodes, especially in order, <laughs> will notice that I went through one of the most transformative times in my entire life. Not only did it change my outlook on the world and my happiness, but you can actually hear my voice change. Look, I know it's not like uh, the best genre of literature, but it is my favorite genre of all time. And I will keep reading more because I'm in love with them. Like my actual voice dropped two octaves over the course of this podcast, which didn't know that was possible. It also goes hand in hand with working through CPTSD, which is what I have. I shared it on this podcast maybe in the McKinsey Phillips episode, maybe in every episode you can hear it. I don't know. You know, when I sent the pitch pages out to, to sell this thing back in February, 2020, I had written the pitch of this podcast is to talk about celebrity memoirs and gossip and all the glitz and like really pull you in because we're like talking about these famous celebrity, like juicy books. But what the podcast actually is, is a way to talk about women's stories, about these women in culture who have a lot of power by being celebrities owning their stories, telling their own story for the first time and not having like the paparazzi tell it and using it as a way to talk about the hard stuff in our own lives. So our own lives can be better um, while having a shit ton of fun. Like, yes, it's about the celebrities, but it's also about us, the people whose culture was shaped by celebrities and the women who've never had a hand in telling their own narratives. And I probably have a different perspective on it because I do work in this business. Is that the obvious take when pitching a celebrity memoir podcast? No, but it was the way I wanted to do it. We also, you know, went into a pandemic after that, which really made me think of like, what kind of art do I want to pump into people's ears? It couldn't just be comedy for me because of one, how, where these books have lived in my life. And also in the pandemic, like who wasn't processing their own tragic bullshit? Like it created a sincerity to this podcast that surprised me. And what I have to say, looking back is that I think the podcast really successfully did just what I set out to do, where you get the juice from the books, but hopefully you get a little more than that. And one day I realized that our name doesn't fit us anymore. Like this isn't just a celebrity book club. It has a lot of layers to it. And I want that to be reflected in the name. 
So where did Glamorous Trash, that actual name, come from? I actually wrote it into a TV deck almost two years ago, (laughs) describing the style of television shows I want to make. I had to describe, like, what is the tone of television and film that I make? And I said, it's a cross between a very, very high content and very low content of, like, it always has to be, for me, accessible, marketable, commercial enough to make it to teenage me and shithole small towns in the Southwest. But then it also has to be like funny and gritty and have a lot of depth and meaning and just like feel authentic. So I was like funny and glamorous, glamorous and trash. Then I started the newsletter. Then I started doing the glamorous trash parties. And then later I started doing those glamorous trash talk episodes about pop culture. And people really responded that they really seemed to like them. And I have loved doing them. I want to do more of them. And I even called a television show that I was developing last year, Glamorous Trash. So it was obvious to me what the name was. I tried to title my book Glamorous Trash. They said no. But I I was like, this is it. This describes me. And when I originally started Celebrity Book Club, I did name searches for the concept. I searched every single platform and no one was doing it. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, okay, wow, I really will pitch this. But I couldn't trademark Celebrity Book Club because that name exists with so many other uses. Like Reese Witherspoon has a Celebrity Book Club and it's called Celebrity Book Club. Like that's what'll come up. And so this time, beyond just doing the searches, I trademarked, I trademarked the damn name. I trademarked Glamorous Trash, which took a long time, which is also why the name change took a long time. Changing the name of something you've been doing for years is hard. But if you're a longtime listener, you know that I had a few different last names as a kid. So if anyone knows how to change their name, it's a me. And, you know, it's time for this podcast to grow past how it started. And my life has grown. My career has grown. I have a lot of stuff coming up that I am like juggling and making happen. And like the book is finally coming out. And I just really wanted a name that reflected all this growth so we can take it further And just in case you're like, wait, that's it? You just changed your name? Y'all, this took six months of going out to artists and creating art and branding and event rollout and scheduling because there's so many other things coming now that we have done the name change and we've been working on all those other things. We had to talk to lawyers. We had to make a new website. It was a lot. So all of that is headed your way now because now we have changed the name. So that is the juice, you guys. That's it. Follow me on Instagram at Chelsea Devantes for more book clubbing, for the merch images, for the show images, for tickets, for goss, all of that. Write me in the Patreon lounge if you really want to make sure I see it. We are absolutely a stacked for this fall in celebration of the rebrand. We've got Kerry Washington, Melissa Etheridge, Maria Bamford, Britney Spears, obviously, John Stamos, Julia Fox, Barbara Streisand. There's so many, I can't even name it. We have so many glamorous trash talks on the way. If you want to celebrate with me, make a post about it on social media and tag me. I will repost it. Share the podcast with a friend. Just tell them in person or message them. I don't know how you talk to your friends, whatever. I want to thank you guys for listening. Listen, I've cried so much while thanking you guys. So I'll try not to do it this time, but thank you so much. Really, this community is is truly something to behold. And thank you for being a part of it. I also want to thank our giveaway partners this month. You can find their info in the show notes. There are two New Mexico companies. Um, I've been using giveaways to work with local companies and see if we can like work together and do more stuff. So New Nuevo is a New Mexican company featuring New Mexican brands, like gifts and like 
turquoise candles and like the coolest stuff. And Dryland Wilds, which is distilled in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They have these face phrases that I use five times a day um, and it smells like New Mexico. It's incredible. And this hair curler that I use every night. I'm giving it away this month to celebrate and lift up New Mexican companies. I have some more surprises and things headed this way. If you want to follow along at Chelsea Vanchez on Instagram and the Patreon, come talk trash to me. That's that's the real like slogan. Talk trash to me. And I have to shout out our executive producer, Jordan Moncada. Behind every great woman is an even greater woman. And mine is Jordan. You're going to hear from her this month. You're also going to hear from my entire career. Like she's been uh, manning this thing with me. Thank you to our phenomenal producer, Kate Downey. She is the only reason we are independent and why we have so many episodes coming out, even though we're doing the whole thing with like two people. And she is the reason that I even do live shows because that is her specialty. Our assistant, Jaren Padre, who is the wind beneath my wings, and our episode engineer and music composer, DJ Bouncy ba- No, that's right. It's Marcus Hom, formerly known as DJ Bouncy House. Now bring on the glamorous trash. White trash but my name.